Please listen carefully. It's been a minute, yes, but I move on God's timing. This is the come out party of the one, yeah, the only, yeah, MC. My child, let's go. Last year, I went to God for a word for 22 too. Told the youth of the church what I heard. They listen to spirit that's in me. He said the year of awakening. And if you're still asleep, I pray that you stop forsaking me. See, people gon' do what they wanna do. It's troubling when God is the solution. They look to tangible suffering. His grace and mercy credible. We should know by reading the word. But we want something edible. Appetizing outside his word. I know it's easy. Why wait on God? The solution's in my hand and I got what I need But I'm gonna need more, I don't have to use this plan You see you got your quick fix, it's waning now A remix, a remix When God should've been your prefix It's common sense, I mean no offense The Father should've been your prefix We can talk sports, we can talk politics, but can we talk Jesus? What a world, Hoodie is back with another meaty episode of Can We Talk Jesus? Um, this is season four, episode six. I mean, season six, episode four. Here I go already. And um, first, I would just want to say I appreciate those who dropped by to watch or checked it out later to watch the 15-year celebration of my music, God's music, giving me the opportunity through 15 years of making all these different songs and collaborations. It really hasn't been a lot according to like a world's way of doing things. And um, I just want to say that I appreciate those who chimed in when we were live and listening to everything. Um, forgive me for those. I still haven't uploaded to Anchor, so forgive me for that. I will do my best to do my best to do it um this week. So some of y'all may see this before that, and it's basically just a celebration. Um, yeah, but uh, this is season six, episode four. We are live, Facebook and YouTube. You just heard what I heard. Um, and then I encourage you, I definitely encourage you to share this because what this is is probably stuff you're not hearing at all. Like, at all? Because half of it is you don't want to hear about it. The other half is you just don't know. And not listening or, or trying to hear this. Because this right here is some very meaty stuff. This is a meaty word tonight. Um, I don't apologize for it being so late. I'm just working with the time that I have allotted to me. And yeah, I don't want to prolong this any further. So let's go to prayer. Lord God, I just thank you this evening. I thank you for another episode of Can We Talk Jesus? I thank you for even now, the times that we're in now and everything that's going on in the world, even though we're in it, we're not of it. So I thank you, Lord, for this episode tonight. 
I don't know all of how you want this to go, but I pray that you continue to order my steps in this. Lord, you have people all over the world that you give messages to and give knowledge, wisdom, godly knowledge, godly wisdom for your will and for your purpose. And Lord, even with the scripture I'm going to share tonight, people will take that and use it for their advantage and their selfish ambition, selfish ambition. And so tonight, Lord God, I just pray that all that I believe I'm ordered to do, I will fulfill it to give warning to the Antichrist. And and I thank God for how you, thank you, Lord, for how you directed me to this and giving me the okay, the green light to move forward in this. Because just like in the pandemic, this is even meatier than that is actually a continuation of that. And um, I pray that you continue to use my, um, use me, my voice on you, through you, Lord, speak what needs to be spoken. Because um, what this is, is biblical. So I pray in Jesus' name that you continue to use me for your will and your purpose. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I wouldn't even be surprised if anybody tunes into this live because um, of the title I put. This is not for clickbait. In a way, it kind of is to draw your attention for the purpose of the goodness of this warning. Um, yeah, but before I get more into it, let's uh, stay with protocol, Earl Hoodie style. The song for this evening will be from me and my boy St. Just. But this time, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, since I from the last episode, just using YouTube and, and, and sharing the screen, which I don't usually do, I've been using this program to put the music on top of some background just to, you know, give it a little different approach. But uh but the times the time that I don't have now is always a good time to adjust and that's really really how my work life goes anyway with work and then with my personal life with doing things like this and so uh i am going to share the screen this is going to be um stay strong by me earl hoodie your boy saint just and i created a um visual effect with subtitles along with different little backgrounds in the back to go with it. If you checked it out, cool. But this is gonna be the song of the evening. So yeah, now I need to, I should've put Stay Strong. Oh, well, let's go. But yeah, so let me expand this right quick. And for the song of the evening, Stay Strong. You know, only God did this. Earl Hoodie, St. Just, United States, Uganda, an international collaboration about our Savior Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, that sounds like a... Stay strong in the law, you travel a long way With the reward of the sword, people laugh at me, mock at me Come a closer way, took my line, took my love 
yeah. The world will push me to the corner that I can't break. I pray to God to hold my hand and touch the heaven above. The world will show me pain that I can't see again. Money in the bank can't fix everything. Lord, I need your strength. Yeah, in the middle, Lord, in the middle, Lord. Slow it down, the pressure down in my heart, Lord. Three days to the good, every hour, every minute, every second, Lord. I'm losing all the air that I breathe in the Lord. Lord of Lords, King of Lords. Yeah, remove the leprosy, remove the sandalin, make me white in me. Make me stronger knee. I know it's difficult to stay strong Because the Lord is on your side You are not wrong When opposition's in your face Don't run in fear He gave you the power and the love To draw the near to who? Jesus! I know it's difficult to stay strong You're focusing on time And questioning God like how long You see the suffering comes with the job And you're about Christ So don't forget your reward For your sacrifice Yeah, the devil pushed me down To the pit of hell the evil eyes in the prison cell alone. The things are getting stronger, getting, getting more harder. I see the mirror, but the Christ addressed in me. I know it's hard, but I can't bear the pain. Never give up, never straight up all again. Jesus on my side, I got a trust in Him. Oh Lord, Jesus, Lord, give me strength and more. Yeah, the government sits above, but abusing us. Every time telling lies to all people, poor people die in the cold war. Blueprints on the way, the Lord, they need your peace. People dying, people lying, people blind, yeah. Watching children cry in the next line, sleeping on the floor with the chained legs, gripping in tears, lacking what to eat. Oh Lord Jesus, don't, don't cry, don't, don't, don't cry. No tears, no, no, no tears. Don't chide me, don't, don't deny me. In the labor pain, in your trial time, pay my heart with the love that I heal the world. Jesus is my strength, that I seek a love. I know it's difficult but stay strong Because the Lord is on your side You are not wrong When opposition's in your face Don't run in fear He gave you the power and the love To draw the near to who? Jesus! I know it's difficult but stay strong You're focusing on time And questioning God like how long You see the suffering comes with the job And you're about Christ So don't forget your reward For your sacrifice Christ reigns over all things yeah. Doesn't matter where you go He is in control You gotta let him know They don't want to hear it, that's on them. You just be obedient, uh -huh. even when you get blocked on social pages, leave immediately. But before you go, you just sow that seed, so you know when the time comes, he's the one they need. How I know I'm a living testimony, I can see where you are heading, and it leads to a dead end. Uh -oh. So, this is not for clout, yeah. for likes, yeah. or comments. Yeah. This is about your life, salvation, because it's dormant. I'm stepping on your toes because Christ wants your attention. Uh -huh. Jesus, Yahweh, the one that I mentioned on almost every trip. That I rap about. Why is that? Because he's all that I can talk about. That's right. How is that? Because he showed up when I was in need. And it started with a little itty bitty seed. Remember that, cuz. I know it's difficult, but stay strong. Because the Lord is on your side. You are not wrong. When opposition's in your face, don't run in fear. He gave you the power and the love to draw the near to who? Jesus. I know it's difficult, but stay strong. You're focusing on time and questioning God, like how long you see the suffering comes with the job and you're about Christ so don't forget your reward for your sacrifice Give me one second
during advertisements. During advertisements. Anyway, um, let me see. My fluidity is not so great with those transitions yet. But um, you know, we we gonna we we gonna work on that. So um, man, that was stay strong with me and your boy Saint Just in Uganda. He just hit me up um the other day. Actually, he was telling me all the things that he got going on. I said, "You's a busy, busy dude. <laughs> you a busy, busy guy. He got a lot going on right now." So um, I just pray for the best for him and his uh projects and everything he's got going and coming and working on and putting together it's pretty cool to connect with people you just still haven't even met in on the other side of the world him and kka beats and it's not even a few i mean not only a lot of people and i'm cool with that the fact that the lord has allowed me to connect to people like that for god for him that's an amazing thing and purely for him let me get that right because I mean, you have people that's doing this for clout, clout chasing, and all that. So I'm just really thankful that God's connected me with people who for God and really just getting the message out about Jesus, about Christ, about Him, and and that's all that really matters, especially right now. Now I'm about to plug it in. So I was trying to find this right quick because uh, because it was important for me to show it and I've shown it to you many times those who follow this channel but it connects to now since we're talking about warnings Wow, so I can easily find it on my <laughs> okay, here we go. I was about to say. Let's do um now what did I just do over here? You guys give me one second. Um hold on, I need to switch over right quick. How did I do that? Uh oh okay, I know what I did. I just scrolled down a little bit. Keep going, Earl, keep going, keep going. Here we go. All right, so what I wanna do, get my screen right. What I wanna do is share this famous post that I've been sharing for a good amount, it's not famous, a good, <laughs> amount of time that I've been doing this. So we're talking about Antichrist warning, right? Um, I, as, as, as strongly as I stated in episode two, that I believe this is the year of tribulation. I stand on that even more now based off of people talking about it. People that are boldly speaking about it, making videos about it. Even this is a time for me, I can say, you know, lately it's been more of a a real watchman type thing. I've, I've said in the past, I believe that the Lord has called me to be a prophet. I believe it because of what I stated 
during this time. And I'm going to share my screen now so I can go find it right quick. Yeah. I stated this back in 2019, December 31st, 2019, I gave this warning. This was the first warning that I gave ever concerning God ever while I'm praising him in this studio, praising him. And in this time of 2019, I was, if y'all don't know the story by now, I was without a job for two months. I was worshiping God. I was reading his word. I was praising him. I even did praise and worship, worship and praise. And then all the um, different things about, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Facebook people and YouTube people, they, oh, Facebook mainly was like, you can't use this music and whatnot, and it'll kick you off. Now it seems like it's settled down because after what I just did last episode, all the different artists' music that I was playing, I didn't get no warning, no tag, no, it probably did on the, I gotta go look for it, but I didn't get no notification like, when I did my album in 2020, they warned that they were going to kick me out because it wasn't my music and it was my music. <laughs> and so I didn't get nothing this time. No fear of or no warning of removal, nothing like that. I was like, OK. But now it was interesting. I don't even know why I brought this up. But yeah, in 2020, I mean, 2019, I gave that warning. A warning from the Lord going into 2020. This was my first warning. This is why I believe that the Lord has called me to be one of his prophets. I didn't know in 2019. I didn't know in 2020. I didn't know in 2021. Or for his accepting it until last year. And that's a bold statement, right? Because there's a lot of, quote, prophets. Let me get my little self down here. There's a lot of, quote, prophets that's going around in the world today and what they do is give all these said words that may be right for some and then wrong for others. And if we know scripture, for those who don't, a prophet can't, not supposed to miss, be wrong if they're really a true prophet of God. And so I say all this not to brag on myself or nothing. All I did that night was worshiping and praising God and I was typing things that I believe I was receiving in the spirit. And there were multiple things because in that time I was very, very deep. That's what I remember. Very deep in scripture every day. Because when I was without a job, all I could do is study the word, meditate on his word. And this helped me shift into 2020 because I believe the prophetic ministry, I can say that actually started in 2020. Dealing with pandemic, talking about being in the ark of Noah, or with Noah, we should be in the ark, like in the um, same stuff I was talking about last episode, in the ark, protection from the shutdowns, and whatnot. So this was the first warning that he had me to say, because I've never done any of this ever in the past. It started with like this, worship me, if you don't, chaos will follow. And so I pinned that right there. Prophets only know in part and prophesy, no in part, and prophesy in part. Some quote false prophets t tend to say that as a defense mechanism if they get it wrong. Well, we know we prophesy in part, no in part, and prophesy in part. No, if you're prophesying the word of God, 
that means that you are prophesying truth. The thing is, God is not giving said prophet the whole entire truth or whatever he wants them to say. So it's not saying that the person, the, the, the prophecy is wrong. It's correct. It's just part of the prophecy. You get the word, the scripture is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That word right there, as even this week, and I, I, it didn't hit me until I had thought about the, 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 the post again. Worship me if you don't, chaos will follow. I didn't know it was a pandemic. I did not know about COVID-19 at that time. All I knew was right before New Year's, I wanted to, I, I was praising into the new year. And he gave me that. And I was very heavy on sharing that. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> what this means, but I definitely feel really strong in my spirit to share this. Worship me if you don't, chaos will follow. Because of your disobedience, you will not prosper. You will reap, you will not reap the harvest. You will know that I am the Lord. And right in 2020, in March, boom, pandemic hits. 2021, 2022, the shot and all that stuff. And then that's when it began for me. So December 2019, I said, okay, Lord, do you have a word for 2020? He gave me a word. 2021, he gave me a word because I asked. Scripture said, you have not because you, you ask not. I asked. And he's been giving me things that I've asked for that connects into the next year. And so He's been using that for me. I just wanted to show you all that because this came to pass and it's not even done. <laughs> it's actually upgraded. <laughs> it has upgraded. And me and my brother Bo, we've been hearing this word upgrading every freaking thing since, um, was it 2021? Yeah, 2021. And it's been on every, just about any car commercial, any phone commercial, anything that I just heard it today um, in some commercial. But I've been keeping hearing upgrades, 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 upgrades. Even my job, they they building new stuff, upgrading. I'm like, man. So, so I'll be sharing this little gift with them. I said, it's Stewie talking repetition. I love it, repetition, because <laughs> it keeps happening. All right, let's get to the main thing. This is a uh, I'm going to be coming from Philippians chapter 1, verses 6, and then verses 15 through 18, because I was being obedient. I knew what I want to talk about, but I always go to God in scripture and prayer through scripture to make sure. So he led me to the scripture, and it pretty much lines up with how I'm presenting this because of what's going to be talked about this and i'm probably going to break this up in parts because of time but we'll see uh i'm going to be coming from philippians chapter 1 verses 6 15 through 18 and i'm going to i'm going to stop sharing my screen i got thrown off for a second where did it go okay here we go All right. If you see, I'm in a great mood. That's pretty good. 
All right. Verse 6, Philippians chapter 1. Make sure you guys can see that. And you can. It says here, I am convinced. This is Paul talking. I am convinced and confident, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. Now, I'm not sure why this one is reaching my spirit to share that with you all. I'm most likely going to get it either through it or at the end of this stream or maybe now. I'm not sure. But um, for some reason, he wants me to um, post that one. Now, this, the next part, I definitely believe that for the reasons of, I'll tell you in a minute. And then verse 15 says, some, some it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry toward me for no better reason than a competitive spirit or misguided ambition, but others out of goodwill and a loyal spirit toward me. The latter preach Christ out of love because they know that I have been put here by God on purpose for the defense of the gospel. But the former preach Christ insincerely out of selfish ambition. I told you in the beginning, that's where I was coming from in prayer. Just self-promotion, thinking that they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. What then does it matter? So long as in every way, whether in pretense for uh, self-promotion or in all honesty to spread the truth, Christ is being preached, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice later as well. In this message for this evening, I really want to focus on this one right here. Where is it? Out of love. The latter preach Christ out of love because they know that uh, I've been put here. That was concerning Paul. But I really believe this, out of love. What do I mean here? This is the same way I approached it during the pandemic, during 2021, the first time I... um went to the Lord about the shot and gave it to the youth church at my church. And I was very nervous at that time. I'm not nervous right now, but I was very nervous because I was warning people about either about taking the shot or not taking the shot. And I was for not taking it. I believe the Lord wants me to say to you not to take it from his perspective. And I know in that time, people were heavy, heavy on taking this thing. In my church, outside my church, in my job, it was heavy in my family, everywhere was talked about that. Yeah, God, initially I said, I was like, well, I guess I need to take it since it's normal, normal type things because you get a new vaccine. And then my wife said something. It was like, well, I don't need to take it. Or I'm not getting sick. And that was all I needed to be like, you're right. Let me pray about this. And then everything we should pray. And so I prayed to him. And he led me to a plethora. If you've been following me since 2021, a plethora of videos, a plethora of different things about why we shouldn't take this shot. Things that God had allowed this and the enemy had his plan too. 
idea of all these episodes, all these different um, videos about not taking a shot. Now we're here because I've learned a lot more, even to this day, learned a lot more with that shot, the pandemic and everything embodied on what the enemy wants for what's coming. Right. It's not even, it's here. It's just not here. And so tonight, with the permission of the person who, um, with the permission of the person who created this video, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I do, I want to do things in decency and order and proper and respect. So what I did, I saw this video and, and that video in the parentheses is the actual title. I just didn't put in the, the actual name of the person. I put the amber sand, the little number sign for a reason. So people will find out who this is about in the video by joining. So anyway, I'm going to get this out of here. Stop sharing. I'm going to start playing the video. I actually went to the lady who made this video, who reached out to this person who is very known and has done a lot of research about the Antichrist. And he even has books about it. And I asked if it would be okay if I do some reactions to the video. Because a lot of people just don't know about this. And they will possibly be shocked. And I'll give you a clue. After May 6th. Which is Saturday. So I, I, I wanted to definitely get this out before then. Because a lot of people won't expect this. Or know it. Now I will say it like this. Based off of what he's saying. I do not fully believe it. because. God hasn't revealed this to me. I just know that based off the environment and the timing of everything that's going on since the 2020 and all that has been going on. And from his experience or his explanations, it makes clear sense. So there are six different things. And I'm going to share my share the uh, screen right quick so you'll know. And then you'll instantly see the name. But you had to come in to check it out, you know. Boom. Here we go. Okay, so let me get rid of the scripture. This is what the title is stating. And I'm gonna get myself out of here. Actually, no, I'm not gonna get myself out of here. There we go. So, as you can see right there, it says six major signs. King Charles is the Antichrist. You know, the king that's about to be coronated this Saturday. This man has six different things. Oh, and, and let me read a little bit about Tim Cohen, because that's the guy that's right there on the screen. Because she, uh, the lady who did this is J Janie Duvall. And I messaged her, I commented on this uh, this video Sunday morning, and I asked for permission to share it based off of the reactions and just want to get some people's attention about this person, said person, because I've been very it's been heavy in my spirit about the tribulation this year based off of another video that i saw that was saying 2030 would be the beginning of the millennial reign of christ and i said okay that was the first thing i saw and then i was like wait if you do 2030 from 2023 that's seven years right tribulation great the tribulation lasts for seven years and then i see this and so i've been heavy and i'll come back to me in a minute come back to that in a minute i've been heavy as a watchman for God ever since 2020. This ministry hasn't stopped in my music. It never stopped, especially when you're hearing all these 
songs that I've been putting out. There's been time to shot and everything. All of this is tying together from what God wants to be said. And so I'm just being obedient. All right, let's go back. Because I forgot my name of what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, so Tim Cohen, right? I'm going to read a little description right here. I'm going to zoom in a little bit. Called by God in 1987 to be him, quote, him who has understanding, Revelation 13 and 18. While as a U.S. Air Force Academy cadet, Tim Cohen is today an internationally known Christian author, speaker, and teacher. He has researched and written what many are now coming to view as Christendom's most foremost, I'm sorry, prophetic and theological works, Revelation 19 and 10, to include the Antichrist and the cup of tea, Israel, peace, and the coming world war, the great tribulation is near, and the Messiah, and Messiah history, quote, Messiah, I should put my quotes, I'm sorry, Messiah history and tribulation period, multi-volume series, as well as others. So this is the guy, this man has been studying and doing all of this for years and I watched this video and I watched it kind of actually I saw the whole lengthy video at night and I fell asleep and somebody asked for Janie to break it down into parts so I'm going to start I know I said a lot already but I'm going to start this video um from the first sign which is beast imagery and I want you guys to check this out because this stuff is mind-boggling I had read through the New Testament two or three times completely and through a good portion of the Old Testament. I got to this imagery again in Revelation 13, this beast of the feet, be, uh, beast of the feet like a bear, body like a leopard, mouth like a lion, uh, to whom the dragon gives his power, throne, and great authority. And, and obviously such a thing doesn't exist in nature. Genetic engineering was pretty primitive still at that time. And so I thought, okay, this doesn't exist, but obviously God's word is literal. So what's it talking about? And I asked God to show me who and what that was talking about. And of course, in that same chapter, when you get to verse 18, there's this uh, statement about making a name calculation. So uh, right after that, I had lunch with uh, Monty Judah, a Messianic pastor in Colorado Springs. He was the assistant pastor of the Messianic congregation there. And this was a Shabbat Sabbath. And uh, at the lunch, he showed me. Uh, an unofficial version that was clipped, it was partially cropped, so just part of it, of uh, Prince Charles' coat of arms. And then he pulled out an English name calculation that he and some of his friends from Martin Marietta had produced on a computer program. And so- the, You know it's old when you got a pro, uh, floppy disk, but let's continue. What they had done is they'd written a program to use the, the biblical numbering system, but in Hebrew it's called the gematria. You know, as it's been transferred in this case to English sequentially, they took that and they put the names of world leaders and royalty and so forth, all the ones they could think of that were prominent into that program. And only one got spat out as 666, and it was Prince Charles. So Monty looked at uh, some local libraries, I believe, there in the Springs and found that book that on the cover had, you know, a, a partial, uh, a partial uh, crop of Prince Charles heraldic achievement the unofficial one so i went back to so the, the, the coat of arms then yeah it's actually called an heraldic achievement but it's it's uh, more loosely called the coat of arms okay yep so you know and it has devices and so forth so if you hear me using heraldic terms that don't make sense just ask me <laughs> i've read a lot of books on heraldry so <laughs> 
Give me a second. Back at the academy, I went to Cadet Library and decided to try to find books on Prince Charles, books on heraldry, particularly the latter. And I found, uh, you know, a bookshelf that had, you know, I don't know if you can see me here, but, you know, maybe twice that many books, you know, on a shelf, <laughs> not a lot. You know, and there are hundreds and hundreds of books at that point, even that had been written on heraldry and published. I found the one book in the world that had Prince Charles heraldic achievement, the official one, the complete heraldic achievement toward the center of it. And that was Boutel's heraldry. And uh, published, I believe, if I remember right, out of London, but it was the only one. And so I thought, wow, that's amazing. And I began to research the prints from there, you know, kind of top down. And uh, out of that, 11 years later, 1998, came the Antichrist and the Cup of Tea, but I was already working on it heavily at the academy. And in addition to that, I told classmates, you know, God has shown me that I have to write a book. Yeah, but, you know, okay, but other people will say, oh, you know, other they they'll say how the antichrist could be prince william or juan carlos was 666 or nero was 666 or maybe soros will be 666 i mean why how come it's uh, just uh king charles you know unfortunately we live in a day and age when there are so many quote unquote christians and very few of them are actually grounded in scripture you know they they think oh antichrist evil figure somebody who's going to be like a hitler I wonder who's evil in the world today. Who could that be? Oh, yeah, Soros, Bill Gates, uh, Barack Obama. You know, oh, Hitler, he's dead. Okay, let's move on. Who else Who else can we pick, right? Right. That's about as far as the reasoning goes. And if it goes any further than that, they might try to uh, say, okay, does this calculate to 666? What system can we come up with to make the name work? Okay, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I want to get to the part where he wants to see yeah i'm just gonna skip around first time doing reaction videos and i know i gotta watch the whole thing and play the parts which i did play other has now and watched it king charles the third is the lineage right if anything they've got a lineage that's even more diverse than his own so you know from that perspective you could say okay maybe they're a little more qualified right however when you look at all the other criteria they have none of those and their father has all of them so that that initial point is irrelevant. It means nothing. But the criteria don't even include the lineage in scripture, right? The one thing that we would think of logically and rationally as Christians, those who are well-grounded in scripture, is that when the Antichrist comes along, since he's going to deceive the whole world, per Revelation 13 and Daniel 7, both, all the nations are going to be following this guy. For them to delude a nation like Israel, you know, into thinking that he's the Messiah, the word Antichrist means counterfeit Christ or in place of Christ. And of course, Christ is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word for Messiah. Christos, you know, in Greek, probably not pronouncing that right. <laughs> and Mashiach in Hebrew, they both, when translated to English, mean anointed. They are the same word. One is Hebrew, Mashiach. The other is um, Greek, Christos, Christ Messiah. So when they think of the Antichrist uh, in that sense, he's just a counterfeit. And they might look at the lineage and say, okay, so I'm getting to the code of honor. That's why you see me scrolling down, get to that point. Let's see here. The details of the imagery. So there are two beasts in Revelation 13. There is the beast that comes out of the sea. And after that, the beast that rises out of the earth. Christians, have, you know, Christian theologians have looked at that historically, those who've studied it and said, well, we think Mortem's the Antichrist and the other one is the false prophet. That's generally how it's understood, and I believe that's correct. 
So the beast that rises out of the sea, the first one, is beast with feet like a bear, body like a leopard, mouth like a lion, to whom a dragon gives his power, throne, and great authority. Check this out. That dragon is identified in the prior chapter of the apocalypse in Revelation 12 as a red dragon or a fiery red dragon and as the serpent who deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden and explicitly named Satan in Revelation 12. So it is Satan himself as a fiery red dragon who gives this beast with feet like a bear, body like a leopard, mouth like a lion, his power thrown a great authority. That's the first beast of Revelation 13. And I'm not going to get into the second one. I, I do address it in the Antichrist and a Cup of Tea. And by the way, folks, I should tell you, this is all in my book called The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea. First published in 1998. The second edition is coming out soon. And you can order it now from Prophecy House, the publisher, on a pre-publication basis. So in a few months, it'll be out. It's very close now. So that being said, the first beast again. Uh, Prince Charles' heraldic achievement was first shown to the world in July of 1969. And again, I'm at, going to say that's the coat of arms. So, and, and, Yes, thank you. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, people think of it as coat of arms in, in heraldry. They call it heraldic achievement. Yeah, they mix the terms. But uh, yeah, so it was first shown to the world and unveiled to the world in July of 1969 at his investiture. Listen to what he's about to say right here, because I think if I remember correctly, watch this. As Prince of Wales in Caernarvon Castle, a large open air castle, the most famous castle probably in the world, because it's also the castle of King Arthur and Merlin, historically. It is that castle, you know, in mythology and so forth. And uh, something that I'm showing in the second edition of the Antichrist Nicapati that I don't think anyone else has ever heard is that that castle is laid out, its structure is, uh, meaning its towers and its walls and the location of the towers, the, the geometry from above of the walls and so forth to mimic the old city of David, the original city of David atop Ooh. Mount Zion. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's pretty incredible, isn't it? And uh, so at the investiture, this was July of 69. In uh, 1953, the nation of Wales adopted the red dragon as its national symbol. It was a major symbol in Wales the whole time, going back to the Romans that occupied ancient uh, Wales, what is Wales today, and then ancient Britannia. And from there to the Romans that occupied ancient Judea, they had these, these uh, what they called them, um, red dragon or dragon banners that would whistle, you know, as they would ride uh, the horses to battle or this kind of thing. The Romans did. And that morphed into the red dragon that became the dragon of Wales, the one that's now on their flag, you know, and their national symbol since 1953. In 1958, uh, Queen Elizabeth II declared that she would make she she declared that she had created her son Charles. Yeah, he said right. He said created. Crazy stuff. I'll continue. Prince of Wales, and that in the future she would present the, him to the uh, Welsh people at a formal investiture as Prince of Wales, and that's what happened in July of 1969. Both she and Prince Charles were facing the red dragon. He's doing advertisements. I'm sorry. It's a framework for assessing risk. It's a complete fraud. It's much more. As the I don't have YouTube premium. I ain't paying for YouTube premium. You ain't taking my money. Here we go. Cornet was placed on his head to coronate him Prince of Wales or Prince of the Red Dragon. And that is where his uh, coat of arms, his heraldic achievement was unveiled. Hold on. Let's go back one more time. 
as the coronet was placed on his head to coronate him prince of wales or prince of the red dragon and that is where his uh coat of arms his heraldic achievement was unveiled now i all right so the first one was beast imagery beast imagery and the man was he is tying king Tar prince Tar to the red dragon in his coat of arms which was on his coat and shield you imagery you saw that so I'm starting with that. So the first one was the beast imagery. Now, if I go out of here, you can see the others. The second one is his lineage. And so I'm going to go towards and move forward towards that. There is more, but like I said, I don't want to drag all this out for y'all. Not tonight. Let's go here. I'm not just saying this. The chart is available with the book for those who want to get it. Her lineage shows uh, queen of thy people israel the royal house of king david they explicitly claim to sit upon the throne of david the british monarchy does and that's been taken seriously enough in israel for it to be announced on national television that prince charles is a descendant of king david the antichrist ties in the lineage of king david that's what he's saying here because i believe she asked about that and so that's what's being talked about here that happened before the first edition of the book was published in 1998. That could not happen unless there were uh, rabbis in Israel behind the scenes saying, okay, who can we look at who's got a lineage? We think we can verify who might be a descendant of King David since our temple genealogies, you know, the genealogical records were destroyed with the second temple. What are we going to be able to come up with now? And that is what they came up with. And okay, what's amazing to me is that you said they announced that twice in Israel? At least twice, yeah, before before 1998. Okay, and they've never done that with anyone else, correct? Not to my knowledge. I haven't heard of that being done with anybody else ever, not even his sons. Okay, so repeat again. They announced that he is was... a descendant of King David. Okay. Why? That's mainly the second one. He's a descendant of King David. We're talking about King Charles. The one is about being coordinated Saturday. Let me go a little bit further about this part. Uh, I'll, oh. I'll also come back to that. He, he visits and everything. And it looked like he was like going from different, the different religions, trying to unite them. But then I thought, oh, well, then people are going to think, well, he's the Antichrist. But of course, he doesn't have all that imagery and he doesn't calculate to 666. But why did they send him? Well, Prince Charles did make an official visit after that, and it was quite a stunner what happened. So I'll, oh. I'll also come back to that. He, he did something very incredible, actually, uh, in Israel. So, uh, but back to his lineage. So he claims to be a descendant also of Muhammad through the Hashemite lineage, which is, you know, Muhammad, Islam, Muhammad, that guy, Muhammad. I'm going to keep going. The line of descent ostensibly from Muhammad, like Jordan's King Hussein, like Iraq Saddam Hussein before he was killed. Yeah, Prince Charles is of that same lineage. And behind the scenes, he converted to Islam uh, under a guardian of Islam, one of the most powerful um, Muslims in the world. He received an honorary doctorate in Islamic studies from um, the university there in Cairo, Egypt, the most powerful seat of Islamic learning in the whole world. So Prince Charles is the most popular Westerner uh, from anywhere in the world to the Muslims of the Middle East and has been this whole time. Because remember, the Antichrist is going to be loved and worshipped and honored. And this man, 
not only Catholic, but Islamic, it, it, all over the place. And so I'm just giving my little two cents in. And that was true. I, I mentioned that also. That was true even at the time I wrote the first edition of the Antichrist and Cup of Tea. He has no peer among Westerners so far as the Muslims of the world are concerned. And um, I'm move so he's got bit. those two things. Then he's now, oh. as King of England, head of the Anglican Protestant Church. Can you imagine the lack of spiritual discernment for the Anglican Protestant Church to put the Antichrist as their head? And that is what they have just done. So we talked about the coat of arms. We talked a little bit about the lineage. And let me just say on the lineage, Prince Charles descends from virtually every royal house in the history of the world, mm. post-flood. Now I'm about to move to the third one. So we got what? We got beast imagery. This is this is Tim Crow, and this is the author. And as I said before, I said I don't fully believe this because for me and seeking God on it, I he hasn't really given me anything about it. I've actually prayed about it. I said, Lord God, can you show me in a dream that this? is the time of tribulation. Can you show me in a dream that King Charles is the Antichrist? And he has not. So that's why I said I'm not fully believing it. I'm giving that error in the middle, but I'm strongly agreeing based off of the knowledge and the stuff that this man is saying about it. So let me go back to the video. Excuse me. I'm going to move a little bit further. So we talked about beast imagery. We talked about his lineage. And then the third one is his... uh. The Great Reset. Oh, I remember giving a word about that in 2021. It was actually not the Great Reset. I didn't say Great Reset. The Lord gave me the word reset for those who didn't learn from the pandemic, who didn't learn going through this and did not choose God over the shadow, choose God over this pandemic. Because if you didn't get it in, reset. And I thought about that now because it seems like everything is just going back to normal in normal sea. We got people coming back out. They're going to church. They're doing all these things now. And it's just like it's like normal to me because I'm seeing it in my head doing some weird stuff because it's normal to everybody now. It's back to business as usual. And for the people who took the shot and, and going trips and whatever, it's like they're getting back to their normalcy, thinking everything is somewhat normal. And clearly it's not because in the episode I gave you guys last year or two years ago, lack of knowledge, we perish for lack of knowledge. This man, there's a plethora of videos, and I'm using plethora like extensively, a lot of videos about stuff that's going on in the world. And if you are not seeking, if you are um, studying to show thyself approved and then letting God guide you in certain things, you wouldn't know what's coming. You wouldn't know what's coming with a lot of different things with this banks crashing and all that stuff. You don't know what's coming. And it's clearly in our face. And if you're still watching mainstream media, you're going to think it's this. And it's clearly just a cover up for what it really is. And it's right in our faces. Anyway, let me get back to this video. Okay, I'm about to move to the, the Great Reset one now. Now, this one here, this is wild as well. Doing advertisements. <laughs> it's all laid out, but so much is under Prince Charles. He's behind everything happening in the world today. And you probably have never heard that. 
Right, right. Um, I found it interesting also because people talk about uh, Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. But what what did you find out about? Yeah, I saw the words in the back. World Economic Forum, WEF. You ain't heard that. The stuff they talk about there, man. Basically talking about New World Order. That's basically what they, they're mainly talking about. And that man is the author of how things are going to shift possibly this year, next year, soon. King Charles with the Great Reset. Yeah, when we hear about the Great Reset, the first thing people see typically is Klaus Schwab's book, you know, which is the Great Reset. And what the Great Reset, folks, is, is the actualization, the implementation on the ground of the New World Order. In other words, the New World Order was the plan, and now they're implementing it. And that's what the Great Reset actually is. They're now actively fomenting it and bringing it to pass in a very plotted, planned, conspiratorial way. And one thing y'all can mainly see from that is the bank system. They're still debating about the debt ceiling here in America and what they're going to do about the debt ceiling and how Biden doesn't want to meet with MacArthur and everything. See, it's not about parties. It's more than that. But if you're still stuck on parties, you're going to miss it because it's more than Biden. He's under it. Man. Now, Prince Charles was the person, not Klaus Schwab, who announced the Great Reset to the world from the World Economic Forum months before Klaus Schwab's book came out, months before Klaus Schwab mentioned the Great Reset, months before anybody else ever said anything about it. It was Prince Charles talking about the Great Reset and, quote unquote, build back better. Interesting. Yeah, it was Prince. What does that sound like? Build back better? Didn't Biden say something about that? Build back? Yeah, yeah, he did. Charles who personally kicked in motion and announced the world the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab reports to Prince Charles, even though Klaus Schwab started the World Economic Forum, even though he is a socialist slash communist, uh, is over the World Economic Forum. He is under Prince Charles and the whole time has been. The Great Reset involves most of the nations of the world. China's Xi Jinping is part of the World Economic Forum, even him. Communists, socialists, fascists, they're all part of the World Economic Forum under Prince Charles. Most of the Western, uh, quote unquote, democracies today report to Klaus Schwab and Prince Charles through the World Economic Forum. For example, more than half of Canada's entire cabinet is part of the World Economic Forum, including Justin Trudeau. Now, Justin Trudeau, head of Canada. You know, with the pandemic and everything, how he's been forward and everything, shot and stuff. Yay. I don't need to say much. I'm going to let the man speak. Reports to Prince Charles. South Africa's cabinet, New Zealand's cabinet, Australia's cabinet, the United States administration, all reporting to Prince Charles to the World Economic Forum. Even Obama. United States administration. Oh, he about to say the old name, the old name. Here we go. Obama. You know, you can go right down the list, almost without exception, they've been infiltrated and co-opted by the World Economic Forum. And that's only one entity. Yeah. Now, I find it also... Now, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. The next one is the peace agreement. And this is in scripture, about in Revelation. So he's going to talk a little bit about that, too. It's important, too. Well, interesting that you said that Prince Charles, I'm saying Prince Charles because he was prince at that time. Um, was behind the Middle East peace talks. 
Yeah, so when we talk about uh, global activities, this is one every Christian who pays any attention to prophecy knows. The Antichrist, you know, prince of Roman lineage, they've probably heard the Roman lineage part, but if they haven't, they know the Antichrist, probably a prince, will be involved in a covenant, a treaty with Israel for seven years. Uh, Pre-tribulationists think, well, the church will be removed when that happens or right before it happens. Mid-tribulationists think the church will be removed at the midpoint of that seven-year period before the really bad stuff, the Great Tribulation, happens, right? So they go to... So if you don't know, people believe it's pre-trib, they believe it will be a mid-tribulation when we get caught up, or, or post-trib. He actually, in the full video, was stating that there will be a post-tribulation. There won't be no pre-trib, and that will knock people on their face. Because it's like, oh, shoot, I got to go through this? And this is why I stated last uh, two episodes ago, I was like, for me, whether it be the beginning or the end, the, the thing that... God wants us to have his faith, endurance to the end. And whether it be the beginning or the end, people can't get upset because somebody has a different ideology that says, okay, it's at the end. Oh, shoot, no, it's at the beginning. I don't like it. No, you got to study yourself, show thyself approved. Right now, for me personally, I'm still thought process of a pre-trip based off of 2 Thessalonians chapter uh, chapter 2. Uh, I think I'm not, don't, don't quote me on that one. I think it's chapter two. What was I looking at? No, let me get it right quick. Because I don't want to tell you wrong. Because I'm in scripture right now anyway. And my phone is doing this. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, Second Thessalonians chapter two. It's in that. And so I was in that to this morning. And so I'm still solid on pre... Well, actually, I'm not solid. I'm on pre-trip right now. But uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter which one. For those who trust in the Lord and have faith because I even remember now when I said in um, the last track of my realignment 2020, the freestyle, it was really not freestyle, it's just whatever freely God wanted me to speak, it's going to get worse in this world based off the ways of man. It's going to get worse because it is based off man, but it is a great and glorious thing. If this is the year of tribulation going into the um, 1,000 year reign of Christ. This is a great thing for believers of Christ. Now I didn't say Christian. I said believers of Christ. Really believe him. Not the, not the building church. The true church of believers. The body. Our body. Believing. And so, yeah, let's get back to this. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. That is the prophecy that speaks about this treaty or this covenant. But guess what? It doesn't say any of that. The only two things that are in that prophecy of what I've just shared are the word prince, only in this case it's he, it's in context, from Daniel 9, 24 to 27. So the word prince and the word treaty or covenant. Other than those two words, absolutely nothing that I just said about that treaty is in scripture. People have literally made that up. So what does it actually say? It says that this prince of Roman lineage will confirm or affirm, that's the way it's typically translated in English, and I'll come back to what the correct translation actually is, a treaty or a covenant, la rabim, the Hebrew is la rabim, with many, for one seven. And that seven in context is the seven years of the tribulation week. So that part, uh, people have gotten right. And tribulation week is considered not seven days, seven years. Got to think from the biblical way of numbers. Like 
for God, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. That ties into the timeline of why it is stated that 2030 will be the beginning of God, uh, Jesus' 1000 millennial reign because of the days. We're in the sixth day or the 6,000 years or yeah, 6,000 years. Before Christ, you had, I think, 4,000 years. And then, do my math right, right, Earl? Then you had 3,000 years after that. It was seven. Yeah, I can't do my math right now. But yeah, they're going off of, of weeks and days and years and like that. So, Those who talk about it, they, they understand that this thing is going to be confirmed or affirmed for a period of seven years. But there's nothing there about it being signed. There's nothing there about Israel being involved with it. It says it's with many, La Rabim. The word Israel isn't there. There's nothing in that verse of prophecy about Israel at all. And then um, the word confirm or affirm is the Hebrew word gabor, which means make strong or strengthen. By inference, what it really means is to impose or enforce. So this thing is not just affirmed or confirmed. It's externally imposed. It is enforced by this prince of Roman lineage. So this man is so let's so this man is saying the peace treaty is gonna be enforced. And I can believe that because if he's the Antichrist, he's enforcing it and he's gonna betray Israel anyway, because the punishment is going on Israel. So people that are really believing that it's focusing on the church, no, it, it's focusing on the people of Israel, God's people. You have his people, and then you have us Gentiles. And if you know scripture talks about the two roots, the wicked, the wild root, and the true root, I forget the proper name for it, um, um, personified it now, is that we will be connected, those who believe in Christ, he will bring the Gentiles in connection with the Israelites, and that's why the Israelites don't like us, because he connected us, but Israelites fell away, not all of them, but fell away, and, and that's why, so, so this tribulation is focused on Israel. That's why you see so much in Old Testament Israelites not worshiping idolatry and everything. Tribulation is focused on the Israelites. And, and it's not all about the church because the church building, the people, the formation of the church, I'm learning more about how, how false this is. And I'm like, okay, but it makes sense because the church is not the building, it's the body. So the orthodoxy and the order of everything, no, it's about believing and following and trusting God, Jesus. Not all this other stuff. I told you this season, we this season's different. I'm clicking it like I'm on YouTube. Let's talk about what it really is. Number one, will Israel sign it? We don't know. Scripture doesn't say. It's an argument from silence to say whether Israel will or will not sign it. Number one. We just know that it's a treaty that's imposed or enforced with many under this prince of Roman lineage. So the Mideast peace process has been under Prince Charles this entire time. Few people know that unless they've listened to me or so the Mideast peace process has been under Prince Charles in this whole time. Yeah. Read even the first edition of the Antichrist in a cup of tea. Why don't they know that? You know, you get all these Christians out there, again, prophecy teachers, people looking at scripture. They know there's the Mideast peace process. Okay. Why don't they know that it's Prince Charles who's over it? So let me explain. So in 1987, there was something called the London Agreement. 
That agreement was between Jordan's King Hussein, the one who's now deceased, he's been succeeded by his son, and Israel Shimon Perez, who also is deceased. The meetings that led to the London Agreement of 1987 were uh, organized by a Lord Victor Mishkan, who was a lawyer who worked for both Prince Charles. You darn advertisements. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Please, and Princess Diana. He organized the meeting at the prince's behest. That London Agreement uh, was the, the start of the Mideast peace process. It led to the, to the uh, Madrid peace talks. All right, I'm moving forward to the last second. To, no, second to the last. Where is that? Oh, dang, I didn't even know they went on over there. Okay, I'm skipping to number five. So, had the priest agreement, the great reset, the lineage, the beast imagery, and now we're on the savior of the world. Check this part out. Because this is really going to talk about the abomination of desolation, which is in Daniel. So I mentioned uh, earlier that all these agendas, for example, to collapse our oil and gas, and I'll mention coal also industries globally, are under Prince Charles. That agenda to do that for the West is under Prince Charles. So everybody thinks of Al Gore, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people think of Al Gore when we talk about the environmental movement, right? The reality is that it's not Al Gore. You know, it's the British monarchy that is responsible for the modern environmental movement, almost in its totality starting with the British Fauna and Flora, Prote Fauna and Flora Protection Society of the 1800s, which in turn led to the World Resources Institute, and not in this particular order, but the World Resources Institute, the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, the World Wildlife Fund, which has branches in multiple nations now, starting in the UK. All of that was under the British monarchy and then under Prince Philip. And then from 1969 on, Prince Charles got heavily involved with it and basically took it over. And when we get to the Rio Earth Summit of Here the early go. 1990s, held in Check this edition. out. So folks should be able to see the statue in the second edition and a whole lot more related to it. But the statue actually has the phrase savior of the world. So he is saying that this is the abomination of desolation. This is his idol, King Charles statue has already been made and he is perceived as an angel on top of hold on for a second on top of people he's considered is he you see this statue the savior of the world, space the savior of the world right here i can't move this for some reason i guess i gotta minimize it even now it won't go away it's so weird all right, let me go back. And it shows Prince Charles standing atop a mass of human bodies, one looking, uh, excuse me, one drinking a uh, bottle of wine, and all of them looking up to him as the kind of savior figure. But I mean, his, his feet are standing atop their heads, oh. okay, on this statue. And the statue is naked and dressed only in a loincloth, just a loincloth, and it has Prince Charles' head. And here's the thing, it has outspreading wings like he's an angelic figure. Like a fallen one. Okay. 
So they're depicting Prince Charles as an, in an angelic sense, dressed only in a loincloth, as savior of the world, okay, environmental savior of the world. So they think they're going to save the world by doing this stuff in relation to the environment. COP21, which was held in Paris, France, had the largest gathering of global leadership at one place at one time in the whole history of the world, ever, you know, that we know of since the flood, ever, maybe ever period. They had 150 plus heads of state at that event, 190 plus world leaders. And when I say heads of state, I mean presidents, prime ministers, the very top people of those nations. You would think that since France hosted it, that it would have been France's president who would have opened the event, maybe given the first speech. No way, guy. Or if not him, then someone like Al Gore, since, well, right, everybody talks about Al Gore. You but who was it? No. Yeah, it was Prince Charles. He opened the whole event. He gave the first speech before all of those world leaders. Cop and you can just look it up. It's right here. He's sharing the video. This is real stuff. 26. Who was it? That was held in England. Well, the United Kingdom, I should say. It was Prince Charles. Opened it. And this climate change thing for me personally is just ridiculous. Because it is ridiculous. But it's just... I remember one post last year. Or was it 2021? Or 2022? Yeah. Lady got sick due to climate change. And they titled it, quote, quote, climate change, in the, the post description. And I was like, what? Anyway. Gave the first speech, same, same thing all over again. So now this is all being driven through the World Economic Forum and other entities in a more formal, direct way. Now, I wanna go back to that statue mm -hmm. though. Um, mm -hmm. When he, when Prince Charles saw the statue, what did he say? Because that's a smaller version. Yeah, there were two versions of the statue that were commissioned. A miniature version, which the BBC photographed. So those photos will be shown in the book. The same thing as the large version, uh, except that the large version, uh, potentially, and I point this out in the second edition of the book, is 10 cubits in height. Why is that significant? Because the two angelic statues that went on either side of the Ark of the Covenant in the holy place in Israel's ancient temples were each 10 cubits in height. Ain't that amazing? But not really. Because the, the, Satan wants to be like God, but above God. So he just said, the size of this statue, the size of this idol is about the, the same size by cubic feet. Is that cubic feet? Got cubic feet as the Ark of the Covenant. Ain't that wild? Let's go back one more time right here. Why is that significant? Because the two angelic statues that went on either side of the Ark of the Covenant. The two angelic statues at the top. In the holy place in Israel's ancient temples were each 10 cubits in height. Again, this is an angelic statue. What is the intention for it? They're going to put it on the Temple Mount. Abomination of desolation. Take King Charles's idol, put it on the Temple Mount. That's what this guy just said. And then I can't remember if he said at the end of this. Oh, yeah, he does. Never mind. I'll just let go. In the future. In the Holy of Holies, a newly constructed Holy of Holies. That's it, folks. 
the abomination that causes desolation. It's not just that the first beast has existed all this time, identifying the Antichrist in the name calculation. The statue has existed. The idol has existed since the early 2000s. Yeah, and Prince Charles, when he was presented the miniature version, instead of saying, no, don't call me savior of the world, that's offensive. I worship the God of Israel, or I'm a Christian, or I worship the God of heaven, or anything like that. Listen to what this man's saying, what King Charles said about that. Yeah, he said, I'm honored and deeply amazed. <laughs> honored and deeply amazed to be considered the savior of the world. Call that. He's honored and deeply amazed. What type of prideful thing to say? Can I play it back one more time? Can we go back, please? Has existed all this time, identifying the Antichrist in the name calculation. The statue has existed. The idol has existed since the statue idol. We're talking about King Charles' idol. Go back if you missed that part. The little angel like figure on top of heads of people in the abomination desolation. That hasn't happened yet, but yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. And Prince Charles, when he was presented the miniature version, instead of saying, no, don't call me savior of the world. That's offensive. I worship the God of Israel, or I'm a Christian, or I worship the God of heaven, or anything like that. He said, I'm honored and deeply amazed. <laughs> That's pride on its highest level. <clears throat> right. Oh, gee, thank you. You know, you're so right to give me that. You're finally getting the picture here, guys. Uh, thank you. That, that's yeah. just great. So you recall when Israel's ancient temple was defiled by Antiochus IV? And that name is pronounced different ways, but he was the Greek king who sacrificed a pig on the altar and murdered the Israelis who wouldn't participate naked in the Greek games in Jerusalem, who desecrated the temple. And for that reason, the temple needed to be cleansed. And thus we got Hanukkah, the miracle of Hanukkah, right? That was in the second century BC. It was that guy who did that. Okay. So the ancient Greek and also the ancient Roman uh, emperors worshipped um, Zeus and Jupiter, respectively, right? The way that they would portray... Check this part out. It's wild. Zeus and Jupiter, most commonly, was either completely naked with outspread wings or dressed only in a loincloth with outspread rings. Whoa. That statue to Prince Charles is... Again, that's the abomination of desolation that this man Tim is saying is going to be put in the temple mount in the future because in the future could well, it's going to be if it's seven months seven years and a half midway before 2030 that's what it's going to be and he's comparing it to these zeus and uh i forget the other guy statues with one cause this is supposed to be king charles actually it is the statue for him the mini one but the enlarged one the actual life-size one is going to be the size the same cubits, uh, 10 cubits as the archangels on top of the Ark of the Covenant. It's a lot, man. Basically hailing him as Zeus or Jupiter. That is what it Jupiter, is. Jupiter, that's what But it is. even more than that, the statue is described in granular detail in the root words of Daniel 9.27 for the abomination that causes desolation. Most people can read that translation in a typical English translation and realize that wings are associated in some fashion with that idol. But the root words of the Hebrew tell us much more. In the root words of the Hebrew, it actually describes a statue, not just with overspreading wings, but dressed only in a loincloth. 
and associated with the name Charles. Now, that part was wild. I said, what? Why the name Charles? Because it's associated with, with uh, strong or making strong, with, with the idea of strengthening. Okay, that same word, Gabor, to make strong. The meaning of the word Charles in English is to make strong. We couldn't figure out why Darn advertisements. Why are people not coming back? Oh one, one hour and 50. Oh. Or to strengthen, or like strong man. Oh my goodness. And this is why we should not just go strictly from English and these versions. You got to go back to the word that it came from during the Hebrew time, the Greek time, just to get more understanding of the words that's being stated. If you study yourself, study to show thyself approved, you have to go deeper. It ain't no one little scripture, two little scripture, that consistent thing. Like you start off as one, but you have to go deeper. You have to seek. You have to study. You have to, and I believe a lot of people are not doing this because it doesn't excite them. It's not about excitement. It's getting to know the word, getting to know Jesus, and getting to know what's to come and to be prepared when the time comes. You don't get ready and react after the fact. No, this is why I believe the Lord wants me to do this. Again, this is another warning. I haven't done only one other one. And this one right here, it's just been heavy in my spirit, just like with the shot, heavy in my spirit during that time. And it's been, all I've been doing is watching all these videos before, even then it was videos that was brought to me about the shot. And I was like, whoa, 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 all this is happening. But they say it's safe and effective. All this going on. And then <laughs> there's so much more that's still coming out. It ties into what's to come. Huh, let me finish this, man. Okay. Yeah. So the, the root words are describing specifically the statue to Charles, who is being portrayed as Zeus or Jupiter by that statue. What could there be more appropriate to the devil to stick on the Temple Mount than that? The scenario I gave for the Ten Kings and the rise to power. And the Ten Kings, by the way. All right. This is the last point. So just so... For those who come in later or whatnot, it's right here, all the signs that he gave this guy, um, Tim Cohen. And I got approval from Miss Janie Duvall to share this video and do a little reaction because that's what I asked for. I wasn't going to play the whole thing, just doing a reaction to it of all the points. We have beast imagery, talking about King Charles. I didn't put the, I put in numbers, uh, number signs for a reason so that you can come in and watch it for yourself. Um, that is seeing the words, which probably would have brought you in anyway. But yeah, we did beast imagery. He talks about that, the lineage, how he's tied to King David. We're talking about King Charles, the Great Reset. One of the reasons why the shot was COVID nineteen, the um, pandemic was an instrument to what was to come, what is to come. It was more than just this health scare. Peace agreement. Uh, and then Savior of the World, he said he's honored that this statue is made for him as Savior of the World, King Charles. And then now we're talking about the world, one world government. What all of this has been steering towards. So he's going to speak more on that. I'm going to let the man talk. Come out of Daniel chapter 7, Revelation 13, Revelation 17. Okay. Initially, Daniel chapter 7. So this little horn of the eyes of man comes in among 10 kings or 10 rulers. 
He uproots three of the 10, so that he effectively becomes the eighth among seven. And again, that's a unicorn with human eyes. And by the way, I didn't mention that. Remember that word unicorn, he about to drill it now. It's Johnny, but one of the, um, the, actually the major code name for Prince Charles among our secret service, when he would visit the United States, is unicorn. And then I thought about, cause they're, they're shifting to the, the CBDC, the central bank digital banking system. And what are they trying to title this stuff? Unicorn. I just read that, heard that today or the other day or today. And I was like, unicorn, unicorn. I don't know. I was, I'm just thinking that one out loud. And he personally, Charles, referred to the unicorn on his coat of arms as my little horn. He knows what the deal is. So little horn. And then earlier, if you just came in, the coat of arms also has the red dragon. And he, when he was coronated as prince by his mother, Queen Elizabeth, they coronated towards the red dragon that was on the, oh my gosh, okay. He had a patch when he flew helicopters as the commander of a minesweeper in the Royal, uh, in the RAF and, and in the Navy, the Royal Navy. He had a patch that he wore on his shoulder all the time that was the Red Dragon of Wales. His call sign was Red Dragon. Prince Charles was. Interesting. Okay. So those symbols directly associated with him in, in more ways than just his coat of arms, his heraldic achievement. At any rate, the 10 kings. So that's part of the scenario. You've got to have three of the 10 that are uprooted. Now, Christians think the three go away. That's usually how people interpret it. Three are just gone, killed, something like that, maybe. Okay, That's incorrect. The way we know that's incorrect is that those 10, you know, he comes in among them at the start of the Great Tribulation. That's how the global governance, the global government is formed under him. And that government, that rule is three and a half years long for Daniel 7 and under King Charles, that's what he's saying. Revelation 11 and Revelation 13. Those three chapters tell us that that rule is 1260 days, 42 months, three and a half years in length. Okay. But at the end of the tribulation week, at the end of that great tribulation in Revelation 17, you know, that hour in which mystery Babylon gets burned and destroyed. And that's in conjunction with the time frame of Armageddon. Pardon me. At the very end, there are still 10 kings under the Antichrist. So how is it that three are uprooted three and a half years earlier, but at the end, there are still 10? The answer is that those three become his vassals. They don't go away. They are under his direct authority. You know, these 10 are ceding their power initially to this beast, this Antichrist. They're volunteering it. They're giving it to him to form this global government. In that process, he uproots three of the 10. They come under his direct authority. It's no longer just voluntary. Okay, but there's another component to this imagery, which is what actually makes it so that it can't be just the European Union or the EEC. And that is these 10 kings are also portrayed as 10 toes on a statue. Oh, remember this? Oh, it was in Daniel, right? Oh, ho, ho, ho. guess where we're at? We're down here. We're right down there. Don't know your word. You will be caught off guard. You earlier in the book of Daniel. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar's vision. You know, the gold head in the vision was Babylonia, in this case, Babylon. And it represented a progression of global empires down to the toes in history from the time of Babylonia to our present day. So those 10 toes are five each on two feet attached to two legs that go up to the core of that statue, right? 
So a, a human appearing statue, as it were, or humanoid, whatever, with a gold head. The two legs are historically understood by theologians as the East-West division in the Roman Empire. I'm sorry for these advertisements. Again, I don't have YouTube Premium. I'm not paying for it. Interesting. So you get five from the East, five from the West. That's the key thing that people have missed when they try to look at the European Union or the EC or the Treaty of Rome, or for that matter, just the Middle East. You can't fit the East-West division on any of those scenarios. You can't make that work, no matter how hard you try. And there aren't 10 nations in the European Union or the EC. There never were, you know, never was that kind of scenario. And there aren't in the Middle East, by the way, either. And there's never going to be before this is all said and done. So that being said, my scenario was an expansion of the United Nations Security Council to 10 permanent members. And since before I even knew about Prince Charles, they were talking about reforming the UN Security Council to 10 permanent members. And how many did they have at that time? They've had five the whole time until this day. You know, there, there are other members that rotate on and off the council on a regular basis, but they're not permanent and they don't have veto rights. The permanent members are always on the council since the creation of the United Nations and they can veto any resolution. So uh, there are also 10 seats in the United Nations Meditation Room. There have always been 10 seats. Why? And all this- But he just said there were five nations right now. Interesting. Time since the 1980s and maybe earlier, but certainly since before the first edition of the Antichrist and the Capitee was published in 1998, the UN has come out every year or two or three and said, you know, we're still looking at reform here to make us more representative of the global population. And usually they suggest an expansion to 10 permanent members. Sometimes they'll, they'll have other suggestions in there, but almost invariably, well, invariably, they do come back to 10 permanent members. That suggestion always comes back up again. So my suggestion is that what they'll do is someday they'll expand it to 10 permanent members and we'll see five from the East and five from the West, as we think of the East-West division in the world today. And what did he just show about the uh, statue? Two legs. And I'm going to show how the UN came out of the Roman Empire, out of those two legs here in a moment. Right, right but there. key to that also is three of the 10 will be from the European Union. So on the current five, you've got France and England, along with Russia, China, and the United States. Okay. Yeah, we already in there. See that? Does the current five. <clears throat> But France and England, they're there. They've already decided who two of the new five will be. And that's Germany and Japan. They're shoe-ins at this point for the new five. Because Germany will be there, three of the 10 will be from the European Union or the EEC, the Fourth Reich. Now, the British monarchy is the monarchy historically of Germany, France, and England, as well as Greece. You know, I mentioned that Prince Charles descends from all these royal houses in the world and so forth. But the nearest lineages are Germany, France, and England, and Greece. They are the monarchy of Europe. So the scenario that I gave uh, in the Antichrist Capti, the first edition, published in 1998, was one day we'll wake up and see the Security Council expanded to 10 permanent members. And then maybe the next day they'll say, oh, by the way, uh, we've decided here in the European Union that we're going to make the British monarchy our monarchy. 
And guess what? Prince Charles is in charge of three of 10 mm -hmm. overnight. Did anybody see that coming? No. Was there any fanfare? No. But before Brexit, the diplomatic missions of Germany, France, and England were united as well. That's another way. You know, even if they don't announce the British monarchy as their monarchy, there are other ways the three of the 10 could come under his direct authority. Okay. So that being said, uh, the United Nations came out of the League of Nations, historically. The League of Nations largely came out of the Royal Institute of International Affairs post-World War II. The Royal, Inter the Royal Institute of International Affairs, or excuse me, post-World War I. So you get World War I, then the uh, League of Nations, then the United Nations. But the League of Nations came out of the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Prince Charles has for decades headed the Royal Institute of International Affairs, also known as Chatham House in London. The United Nations owes its existence to Chatham House, to the Royal Institute of International Affairs, because the League of Nations did. Prince Charles heads it. He has all this time. Now King Charles III heads it. So, uh, and obviously they're a Roman monarchy also. You know, this all comes mm. out of the ancient Roman empire. I've so seen. that being presented, the United, there's more to it than this. I documented in the first issue of the Antichrist of Capiti that Prince Charles called for a standing United Nations army. You heard that? Prince Charles called for a standing United Nations army. And he's about to be King Charles. And people think that it's just a title. Got to study, show thyself approved is way more than that. Okay. I, I documented that even in the first issue of the Antichrist of Cup of Tea with himself as the commander of that army. Mm -hmm. That's what he wanted. The United Nations has a global security lecture series. Prince Charles personally initiated it. Prince Charles gave the first global security lecture at the United Nations in New York in person. Tim, thank you so much for all the information. And again, um, all right. So these were just the six, uh, cause somebody asked this lady right here, Janine, that's the lady right here. I had uh, commented on this video for permission to like share this on my, um, on this episode and do some reaction to it. And she approved of it. Cause I didn't want to be like copyright marked or whatever. Y'all don't know how YouTube does. They can do that. Especially if they're trying to monetize stuff. And um, I wasn't trying to do that to steal from her for just selfish gain. No, that's not what this is. This right here, tribulation has been heavy on my mind all year since seeing this one TikTok video of people younger than me talking about having having dreams about it and whatnot and, and visions and whatnot. And, and then just from what I've been saying from 2020 or 2019, uh, where is it? I think I took it out. What I've been saying for 2019, contying to the, the pandemic and the shot, it's more than this. That's why even in my song, like I said, it's bigger. I said it in one of the words I gave for 20, I think of 2021, it's bigger than this. This is the big stuff where I'm finding out more now in this 2023. Well, how bad the world is now with all this evilness that's here talking about transgender and, 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 and people arguing in schools and for it for schools and 
men trying to be women playing women's sport and all that stuff and you, you wonder why it's so bad and talked about now some of you probably don't care about that now but the point is that it's a shift that's happening here and so when i saw this video i it's a two hour long video and i watched it one night and just continue to watch and somebody she broke it down in three image six images six uh different things about king charles being the antichrist now, I said earlier, do I 100% believe this? No. This man has done his studies. He's he's done his books. He's been doing it since 1987, I think they said. Yeah, 87. But he has a lot of knowledge just by studying from books that are written and did his own personal studying and tying it. And you saw the ones who've seen it and seen it later from his coat of arms with the red dragon, from the unicorn, the little horn, and when he was... Uh, um, what do you call it? Coordinated as prince from his mother, Queen Elizabeth, facing the red dragon on the, on, you can't call it a flag. It's like, I don't know what you call that thing. And at the castle, all of these different things. And then he has so much control over all these different things in the world and nation. And it's like, it's crazy. But we got this coronation going, coming on this Saturday. And think of the number, May 6th. And then if you think about it also, the Sabbath day. It, 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 it's just how the enemy works. It's what he does. He he is trying to be like Christ. That's why he's the anti-Christ. That's why he's the name. He's the opposite. And a lot of people don't realize it because a lot of people are not don't really care or too much to care because this is happening in England. And see, this is why for me personally, I I I, I make sure that I, I I seek God on this because. I don't want to be, it's not even being in the wrong. This mess, this video is just, just open some people's eyes and alert your attention that, and it's been heavy on my heart because what's coming after May 6th, if this is who he is supposed to be, the antichrist and what his agenda is with the WEF or the economic world economic forum and Charles Schwab, you missed that. Y'all go back. He wrote about the great reset and he works under Prince Charles during that time and talking about every I saw the video I saw a video on that and how everything is compartmentalized to the mark of the beast and and there's talking about it's supposed to be uh made out of um oh lord help me understand it uh what is it 3D printing you know 3D printing is popular right now and, and building houses and stuff 3D printing used as the little thing to put in you to the, the mark to put in you so that when you go to these regist registers and scan, it will be in your hand or in your forehead because it's imprint. They're trying to, it's a lot, man. That's why you got to study and seek this stuff. It's, it, it's nothing that I can say in an hour. I'm not even qualified knowledge-wise to tell you this stuff, but I've been heavy. God has had me heavy watching all these videos for the last, I don't know how many weeks, months. Do I say it? Do I let everybody know? Because who would believe when you're talking about people in the world today that are so focused on new normal and all this, a new normal and everything, or getting back to normal? What it, nothing's normal here. We're talking about black teenagers shooting other black teenagers here in this in this country, and it's more about the gun because. It's the person that's holding the gun that's the issue. And the issue, you can call it, people call it mental health. I'm calling it 
spiritual issue, a spiritual issue, because it's what's in the heart. You go off of somebody and want to shoot person and kill them. That's a serious matter. That's that's that is spirit of murder. You want to kill somebody because somebody or, or flip you off. And it's that high of a magnitude everywhere now. Why is that? School decline, student leaving school, or being disrespectful. Why is that? Because the enemy is attacking the youth. He already know he can get majority of the adults because of the mindset. We're in distractions, distracted on TV, distracted on all these other stuff, the phone and everything. We're distracted. We're not paying attention to this stuff. And... I'm just being obedient to the things he had me focus on. The pandemic was the first thing. I told, I showed y'all earlier. It's like 2019 word. If you worship me, chaos will follow. I only knew in part. I didn't say pandemic because I didn't know pandemic. I didn't know about it. Chaos was in that word. Chaos is the beginning of pan and pandemic. God has been speaking and using me to speak. I'm just one body, but I know he's using more people. That man right there. Whether he's a, whatever he is, he's not saying he's a prophet or nothing. He's just saying he's been, he's a Christian author. He's been doing these things. He's been searching and seeking for 1987. So you're talking about 20, 30 years, 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. And so he's doing all this. And I just so happened to fall upon this and watched it. I'm like, this stuff ties in. So what's happening now? Because I, the way things are accelerated, I believe. I believe that we're right here. There's even another uh, pastor that I've been watching recently, and he believes we're definitely right here based off of, man, then the man said, oh, nah, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, God. But this is why I did this, because like the scripture I shared earlier, it's out of love. Just like when I said it to the youth at my church about the shot, it's up to you. It's up to those of whoever want to hear. Um, one scripture I was going to share, he, he, he who, has, a, who has, has an ear, let them hear, Matthew 11 and 15. It's your choice to decide this, whether you take the mark. Now, that's the big thing right there. If the Antichrist is about to be presented this year or whenever so time, don't take that mark. I, I'll clearly tell you that. The shot was a choice. And a lot of people went for that. To this day, I still have not and will not. Take it. Take it for whatever reason. But this mark, I urge you not to take that. You will talk about how bad it's going to get if the, uh, the, the um, what you talking about, well, food or what you can't buy or sell. Don't take that mark because if you do, you're deemed to hell. That's what scripture said. You're deemed to hell. And so this is the main reason why I shared this, being obedient putting it out there, putting y'all on notice about where we are right now for the end times. It's clearly there. You're seeing it on TV, the mainstream, and they're promoting it. All of these, um, mm, what is it, God? Uh, and I see the letters. I just can't say it. Uh, HIV, and they have all these homosexual people on the commercials kissing. Now they got men kissing. That wasn't there like last year. <laughs> on these commercials, now it's everywhere for the local channels. Like CBS, they're putting it all out there. It's all in your face. Gospel said artists talking about the lion and the lamb. Kurt Franklin's talking about the lion and the lamb will bow down to the beast, to the goat, not the beast, but the goat. 
and people take that as just a rap. The lion and the lamb is Christ bound down to the goat is not no greatest of all time. No, it, it is the devil. Know your word. This is where we are. And they're getting away with it because of the way the world is now. It's been set up to what is mindset and the heart set to accept where we are. And a lot of people are not going to want to hear it or accept it. That's your choice. I stand on this truth because I believe it's the truth. Where we are now is very, 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 very ellipsis. Very important that you get to know Jesus. Now, that's why I put a post up my own personal page last last week and saying that you get to know Christ while you still have time. Mayday, mayday. That's why I put mayday. Because I believe this man, not 100%, but I believe more so than more than 50, that's him. That's him. And how can I say that? How Why am I saying it like that? It's because you wouldn't know because mainstream is not going to tell you. They're celebrating. They even made it. Uh, what was that show? Um, oh man, what's the name of that? Is Nick Cannon the uh, over it? Uh, Mass, yeah, Mass Singer. And it's like this is gonna be British Weekend or British Wednesday or something like that. They 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 are building this thing up for real all of a sudden. And then you got Jim, uh, James Corden leaving, spend time with family. I thought that was. I think that's very suspect right there. And all that stuff too, and he's he's British, and so it's a lot of stuff that you gotta be wiser than a serpent, soft as a dove, and be aware of this. And like I said before, I believe God has called me to be a prophet, especially the end time one, because it started in 2019 when I gave that word, and all this stuff has been going on, and then the. The way he's moved in me in these last three years, four years now, to just continue to be watchful, pay attention to all these different things. And then as I grow more into the word, spiritually, I'm feeling this stuff. Like I can be in certain places. I can be in certain churches and feel the heaviness, the darkness. It even bothers my eyes. It's just so heavy to be in certain places. Being able to sing, you know, I'm a singer. I'll go and sing, and and then it'll be so heavy just to leave from where I was singing, where I was standing. It's so heavy. It wasn't like that before. It hasn't been like that. It is, it is wild out here, man, how dark it is. People are fighting over abortion rights, calling it women's rights. You don't have a, you don't have a right to kill anybody. Just stuff like that, and we and, we, and people look at that and say, "No, it is their right to kill." You have a right to kill Christ's child that He brought into this world, that He allowed you to have into this world. He allowed it. There's a whole different argument that He allowed it. So all of this stuff is it's bad. It's very, very bad. And all I can and this is why I believe this this season for a sixth season. And this is the sixth dispensation, I believe it is, however you want to put it. And then the seventh, this oh, the sixth, the age, the sixth year age and whatever. And then seventh is the millennial, Christ millennial reign. There's a lot of people and scholars and theologians who know more of this than me. And I respect that. There's no jealousy there. All I'm saying is I'm studying, I'm paying attention, I'm being watchful, and it's for the 
the commission that I've been given, I don't have the title, I'm not a minister, I'm not a pastor, I'm Earl Hoodie, is to speak what I believe God has allowed me to even put this out here to say out of love for you. So at the end of this, you can accept it or deflect it. This is a warning. That's why I put in question mark. I'm not sure if it's going to be from this dude. I don't, but I'm, I'm strong for it to believe it. And it means not to be afraid. It means trusting the Lord. Like he's been saying his word with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. It means to have faith in God. It means to get right with him while you have time. This man of lawlessness has not been uh, exposed. I'm not exposed. Has not been put in out in the open yet. But that doesn't mean he's been, he's not here. Because that scripture said the spirit of Antichrist has been roaming in this world for a long time. And what I just showed y'all, based off what this man has been saying, and giving proof and facts from symbolism and imagery, could it be that it begins this year? Could it be that it begins after Saturday? Because once this man is coordinated as king, this is what he meant. He's saying he says King Charles, king Charles is the Antichrist. Once he's coordinated, and the way this the world is set up right now, with the banks crashing and everything, all of this going on, jobs are cutting people one and one, one by one by one. All I can, my wife's job is doing crazy stuff. It's like all this stuff going on, just loop. And you wonder why there's so many shortages of workers on every block that I see. Now I'm talking about my son, um, Dear World Part Two. I didn't know it was gonna go to this. We only know in part, but that's my little rant. Um, I just want you guys to be more, be aware with stuff going on around this world or in this country and where I'm at around this world. It's not coincidence that it's happening all over the place. These riots, not so riots, these protests. And all this stuff, and you wonder why they've been pushing this shot for some, and still pushing it to this day. They dropped the health thing here, but now they're still showing these commercials about it. They're still showing that stuff. Have a safe night. Love you too. Um, it's showing it all over, and people think it's just normal and business as usual. I'm warning. I'm warning. I'm warning. I'm warning. You in Jesus' name. To be aware and, and be obedient to the spirit of Christ working in this world. Holy Spirit. Because what scripture also says in Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, once he is removed, then the Antichrist is presented. Who is he? It is said to be the Holy Spirit. To be Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit is taken out, then the wolves come. You know, they've been around. Anyway, but yeah, I'm done. It's not too late. If this is you, we have a Savior who died on, died on the cross for our sins. His name is Jesus. Ask him for forgiveness. If you want to be saved, read Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. I love you guys so much. And I just, I pray that you follow the Lord, you follow Jesus Christ, 
He is the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes life. No one comes to the Father but by him. I'm not sure what's to come, what's coming in the time and days, whatever nobody knows but the Father. And I don't usually cut my ending off like this. But I'm just being obedient to the Spirit right now. Trust in the Lord. If you haven't now, if you watch this video or you listen to this audio when it's posted on Anchor, make the decision now to believe in Jesus Christ. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart Christ rose from the dead, you will be saved. This is a message of hope. A message, the good news, because he died on the cross for our sins. And at the end of the day, I just want you guys to be with the Lord in paradise. I believe I will be there as well. But I definitely encourage you guys, if you don't know, and ain't, I ain't talking about said Christians, actually I'm talking about said Christians, but they probably don't want to listen about it, so whatever. People in this world, you've been living in the world, you've been loving this world, and stuff hits the fan, the answer is Jesus. You may have been denying it for so long. You may have been arguing with your family, arguing with the church, arguing with Christians, arguing with whomever, that's presenting Christ and now here you are. Trust God. Get to know Jesus. Are you still got time? Hoodie out. Every knee shall take a bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is. Every knee shall take a bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is what. Every knee shall take a bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Every knee shall take a bow. Every tongue shall confess. I'm gonna be committed to the Father on Sundays, but the Mother days we tripping about our Monday. Is it cause the Lord was really never our focus? Did I mind trick with a bunch of hocus pocus? Saying what you wanna say, but not what you believe. Yeah, just to sound good like the devil did to Eve. What? God is just a parent that you wanna leave and cleave. Now you're married to the worldly system that deceives. Taking all your money and your patience and time. Going nowhere in a cycle in a bind. This is what you wanted, all in 100. Line it with your pride, criticism, don't want it. Now it's time's up, papers down and to the right. No more to discuss, it's the end of your life. So now you're crying, Jesus, oh Jesus, my God, save me. And our Lord and Savior replied, not even maybe. Every knee shall take a bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is. Every knee shall take a bow.